Amen. He is the King of all kings. Capital K over the small K. And He is the Lord of all lords. Amen. And that goes well with my scripture and my title this morning. Adonai. Adonai is the Hebrew word for Lord. Adonai, Lord. I'm going to read from Psalms chapter 97, verse 1 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround Him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. A fire goes before Him and burns up His enemies round about. His lightnings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. And the presence at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. So He is the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare His righteousness, and all the people seize His glory. Let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship Him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Amen. He is Lord above all the earth, all gods, King of kings, Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. May God add His blessings to the hearing and the reading of His holy word. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give You praise and glory and honor because You are worthy. Father, we do bow down. Father, we know that kings will lay their crowns before You because You are Lord, because You are the God of creation. Father, You made it all and we belong to You. Father, we thank You. We thank You that Your love is so tremendous for us that Your Son, Jesus Christ, was allowed to come to this earth and die for our sins. Father, we just thank You that that is a demonstration of Your love. And Father, I just pray that Your Spirit would be in this place. Father, fill us with Your love. Fill us with Your presence. And Father God, that we might be that light unto the world. Father, there are so many that need to hear that good news. The good news that You love them. Father, that's the most important thing, that they hear that You love them. Father, may we be faithful to proclaim that. Father, I just pray Your presence here today, that our hearts would be open to what You have for us, for Your manifest glory, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I just kind of added this in there. It wasn't uh, this one part of this scripture just spoke to me this morning as I was reading this. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. We all know what a foundation is. When you build a house, you have to have a strong foundation. A foundation is that footer that you have to dig down deep. You have to get to solid ground. You cannot build upon sinking sand. You cannot build if it's wet and sinky. You've got to dig down you get to solid ground. And you cannot skimp on the foundation. If if you're going to lay blocks and build a house, you need a footer about three foot wide and it has to be about at least nine, ten or more inches deep. It ha- and, and should be reinforced with steel or at least fiberglass because if you build upon an inferior foundation, what is going to happen? It may look good for a while, but what's going to eventually happen to that house? It's going to crack. It's going to settle. 
it will not stand the test of time. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. God's throne is built upon it. You better believe it is strong. But righteousness and justice. He is righteous. And He is also just. He will, all of God's justice is fair. No one will be unjustly judged because His foundation is built upon it. His throne is built upon it, I mean. Righteousness and justice. To Adonai and the Lord. Some people might be quick to say that Adonai is a very common name of God found most often in the Old Testament. And that may be true. But Adonai is not only used as a reference to the Lord our God. The word Adonai simply is a word for Lord. Small L and capital L, Lord. The Lord is defined as someone or something having power, authority, or influence. It is a ruler or a master. So rather than a proper name for God, Adonai is simply a term of respect that is keeping with the English definition of the usage of the word Lord. The name comes from the singular word Adon. And that translates to master or ruler. But it also contains the concept of ownership. So the word Lord then is often used to refer to those in authority over someone else. David referred to Saul as Lord. In 1 Samuel 24.8, it says, David also arose afterward, went out of the cave and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord the King. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. So he called him Lord. Some of Elisha's followers referred to him as Lord. In 2 Kings 2.19, says, then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren. The cultural background of the word Adon is associated with humanity. As you can see, they call other people Lord. And it deals with masters who own slaves. But there's also another side of that. There is the responsibility for the care and the well-being of that which is owned. So that master was responsible for the well-being and the care of that property that he owns, which oftentimes was other individuals, other human beings, right? There were masters and slaves. There are still those that own people today. But when God is referred to as the plural, Adonai, He is referenced as the owner. He is the owner. Our scripture, verse 9 said, For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted above all gods. My friends, it belongs to God. The earth belongs to God. He created it. As we've learned in the past couple weeks. He is Creator God. And since God is absolute ruler, that God is absolute owner 
Our response to Him as Adonai should be that of surrender and submission. That should be our response to God as Adonai. Surrender and submission to His authority. It's not about our own way, but it's about His way. The problem today is that many Christians only want God to open up that window of blessings and bless them. Oh, pour out your blessings upon me and my family, Lord. We want our will to be done and not His. But God wants us to willingly surrender before Him. To allow Him to call the shots in our lives. And not we ourselves. Are we willing to do that? Allow Him to make the decisions for us? Allow Him to rightfully own us. It's one thing to say, oh, God owns it all. But it's another thing to walk to the bathroom and look in that mirror and say, God, own this. Own this. Own this mind and own this heart. Because He will care for, protect, and provide and guide that which He owns. Do you truly trust Him with that? that He's going to provide and care for that which He owns, which is us. Many do not all acknowledge His ownership, but He does own us when we fully surrender. So since Adonai is considered a term of respect instead of a proper personal name of God, what then is His personal name? There is a connection between God's proper name and Adonai, though. There was a point in Jewish history where they decided that God was so holy, and God is, that God was so holy that they would not even speak His name. And that is one reason they come up with Adonai, Lord, instead of calling Him by His proper name. Because He's that holy, too holy to even speak His name. And I respect that reverence that they have for God. The Lord's proper name is a combination of four letters. Four capital letters. Y-A-W-H. We pronounce it Yahweh. It is considered the proper name for God. It is the English translation that we find in the Bible. Yahweh. It's to distinguish Adonai as the Lord. The name Yahweh, though, has evolved through time, through changes in tradition, through changes in translation. And it, they have come up with a word that many of us know as Jehovah. Yahweh, Jehovah, is really the same thing. We hear preachers use it in sermons. We sing it during hymns and songs. There's a song from Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. It says, Guide me, O Thou Great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but Thou art mighty. Hold me with Thy powerful hand. And there's one of my personal favorites from the days of Elijah. There's no God like Jehovah. I love that song. There's no God like Jehovah. Psalms 83.18, I have a lot of King James Version Scripture today, says that men may know that Thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art most high over all the earth. 
So you had to go to the King James because it actually has Jehovah. The newer versions change it to Lord, but Jehovah. In Isaiah 12, 1 through 4, also King James. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thy anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon His name, declare His doings among the people, make mention that His name is exalted. The name Jehovah is exalted. And in Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spoke unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but my name Jehovah was not known to them. My name. God saying my name Jehovah was not made known to them. Most Christians recognize the name Jehovah. But you know there's been much debate about whether Jehovah is a correct pronunciation of the proper name for God, which is capital Y-A-W-Y. You know, some say that there was no true J sound for the ancient Hebrew. And they debate whether Yahweh should be pronounced with three syllables or two syllables, or vowels should be borrowed from Elohim or Adonai. It really gets all confusing, doesn't it? When you try to figure it all out. Well, am I saying it right? I mean, they even debate the name of Jesus. Should we say Jesus? Or should we say Yeshua? My friends, here's what I believe about it. I think God knows the intent of our heart. Can you agree with me on that? God knows the intent of our heart. God knows if when you say Jehovah, you are speaking of Him. He knows if you say Yahweh, whether you are speaking of Him, because He knows the heart. He knew us when we was in our mother's womb. He knows the intent. He knows if we are worshiping Him or if we are not worshiping Him. So whether we call Him Jehovah, Yahweh, capital Y-A-W-H, or Lord, or Adonai, or El, He knows whether we are worshiping Him. He knows our hearts. And Jehovah, like El, which I've spoke of the last couple Sabbaths, often has contrast words attached to it to define the different aspects of God. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord our provider. I have a scripture that I want to share. I know that most are familiar with this. Genesis chapter 22, and it's a little bit of a long scripture. Verses 3 through 14. And Abraham rose up early in the morning saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, 
and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place in which God had told him. Then on the third day, three days journey, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto his father and said, Father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they, both, so they went, both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound his son and laid him upon the altar, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And an angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What an amazing story of faith. What an amazing example of faith. Abraham told his young men, I and the lad will go yonder. And we will come back to you. He knew. He believed. He knew that God was sending him to sacrifice his son. But he believed that God could raise him from the dead. If he were to sacrifice him. That son that they waited so many years to receive. We know that Sarah was barren. but God finally blessed him. Opened her womb and gave him a son. And now God says, go and sacrifice your son to me. I cannot even imagine that. But Abraham was faithful. He was faithful. You imagine binding your own child, placing him upon that pile of wood to sacrifice him to God. That is faith. That is trust. God will provide. Abraham knew that. God would provide. Jehovah Jireh. Now God knew that Abraham feared Him. Are we willing to surrender fully, that fully, unto God as Abraham did? I found a list of 12 Jehovah names of our God and Savior. The first I already shared, Jehovah Jireh. Next is Jehovah Rapha. That is the Lord our healer. And if you don't want to bother writing them down, there's copies up here. So you don't have to write them down if you'd like them. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord our healer. Exodus 15.26 Jehovah Nisi is the Lord our banner. Exodus 17.15 
Jehovah Rahoi is the Lord our shepherd. We know how a shepherd watches out for his sheep. He is our shepherd. He will watch out for us and protect us. He will lead us to that good pasture. Jehovah Shalom. We know what Shalom means. The Lord our peace. Judges 6.24 And when I think of peace, and as we've already praying for all that situation going on in Afghanistan, how could they have peace without knowing the Lord? Lord, may Your peace be upon this world. Upon all the peoples of this world. Jehovah Shammah is the Lord our presence. Ezekiel 48.35 I want to read that scripture. All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is here. Hallelujah. The Lord our presence. Friends, the Lord is here. He sent His Holy Spirit. The Lord is here. Today, Jehovah Shammah is here with us. The Lord our presence. Amen. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Jehovah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do my best on this pronunciation. Tashishkanu is the Lord our righteousness. Get the paper and look at it and pronounce it the best you can. The Lord our righteousness. He is our righteousness. It is by His righteousness by which we are saved. Praise God that throne is founded upon righteousness, His righteousness, not our own. Because if it was founded on our righteousness, it would have already sunk many centuries ago. But it's founded on His righteousness and it is applied to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Jehovah Sabaoth is the Lord of hosts. 1 Samuel 1.3 Jehovah Makadish is the Lord our sanctifier. Leviticus 20 verse 8 he sanctifies us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Jehovah Shurai, the Lord our strength. Psalm 19, 14. Jehovah Salai is the Lord our rock. Jesus is the rock that the church is founded upon, that cornerstone. Psalms 18, 2. Jehovah Goel is the Lord our Redeemer. There's probably more. But the Lord, our Redeemer, it just shows that He is, as I said at the beginning of this, our all and all. Through all the adaptations and all the transitions of all the different names of God, isn't it simply wonderful that God wants us to know His proper name? That God wants us to know Him personally? John 17, verse 3 says, And this is eternal life, that, you may, that they may know you. Jesus, speaking of the Father, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. My friends, it's personal. He's given us His name. He wants us to know Him personally. Could you imagine trying to have a close relationship with someone that you didn't know their name? 
I mean, you meet, imagine, you meet someone and say, man, that seems like it's such a nice person. We should be friends. Yeah, let's do that. Let's be friends. Okay, what's your name so I can call you? Why are you telling you my name? Why are you calling me on the phone? Hello, is this so-and-so that I met the other day? Uh, come on, think about it. It'd be ridiculous, right? Yeah. You're not going to be close friends to have a personal relationship with someone you do not even know their name. <laughs> God wants us to know Him in an intimate way. He wants us to know His name because it shows us who He is and how great and magnificent His love is for each and every one of us. And God must be revered above all. Above all names. The name above all names. King of all kings. Lord of all lords. We must treat His name with the highest respect. I understand why they was afraid to speak it. Because He is a holy God. We must treat it with respect. Do not use His name in vain. That's why they would not speak it. They was afraid that they would use His name in vain. Respect Him because He is worthy. Worthy of all respect. But you know, with all the different names of God, I don't know about any of you, but I am so grateful that we can call Him Father. That we can call Him Father. That we are sons and daughters. I can't help it. That just makes me emotional to think about it. That we can call Him Father. And I know that there's a lot of fathers on this earth that they're not the kind of fathers they should be. But the kind of father that they should be is a father of love and care for their children. That respects their children, loves their children, cares for them, provides for them. That's the kind of father our father is. And we should represent him to our children. I found a story. There's a Spanish story of a father and son who had become estranged with one another. It got so bad that the son ran away. And the father sent off to try to find his son, bring him back, and he searched for him for months and months and months to no avail. Finally, in a last desperate effort to find his son, the father put an ad in the Madrid newspaper, and it simply read, Dear Paco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On Saturday, 800 Pecos showed up looking for forgiveness and love from their father. My friend, we're all a bunch of Pecos. Yes, we're all a bunch of Pecos and need forgiveness from our Father who is in heaven. And it's not just a newspaper ad. It's His holy word that declares His great love for us. He wants to forgive us. 1 John 1, 8 through 10 says, If we say that we have no sin, we have deceived ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. But my friends, He wants to forgive us. But we have to show up like Paco did. Like all those Pecos did, right? We have to show up and seek the Father's forgiveness. We have to want it. 
but our Father wants to forgive us. Adonai, Jehovah, El, our Father, my Father and your Father wants to forgive us. He wants us to receive that amazing love that He has for us. If there's anyone watching, I'm pretty sure everyone here believes on the Lord, and if there's anyone watching that does not have that personal relationship with the God of heaven, I encourage you to do so. Pour out your heart unto Him. Ask Him to forgive you, and God will forgive you. He'll come into your heart. Presence. He is present with us. His Spirit draws us unto Himself. Thank Him for that. You can't get away from it. You might run, but He keeps seeking. He keeps seeking. God loves you. He wants you to just surrender to Him. Amen.